ESPN Chicago. Tyler in for Chris Bleck, who has the night off. Did you see this? Did you hear this? What's this? So apparently, 60% of businesses in 2024 are going to send their employees, mainly Gen Zs, their Gen Z employees, to charm school to teach them manners. Business etiquette training can include a wide variety of topics, professionalism in the office and on Zoom, giving feedback, proper dress code, remembering names, and how to conduct oneself during a business lunch. 60% of companies in the United States are going to send their Gen Z employees to charm school to teach them how to properly act in the workplace. All right. A lot of people are going to say that this is a Gen Z problem. This is not a Gen Z problem. Mm, Okay. Stick up for yourself. This is a boomer and Gen (laughs) X problem. Who are the ones responsible for teaching Gen Z said manners? You are the ones that are responsible for teaching Gen Z these manners. So why is it, uh, what are we supposed to do? Just spawn these lessons ourselves? No. Gen Gen X and the boomers are the ones that we're supposed to teach. <laughs> and I would say this if we're talking whatever the, like, what are we in, Gen Alpha now? And then the one after yeah. that, when, when Gen Z starts having kids. betas. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, whenever the next generation is that Gen Z is responsible for raising. Yeah. If they have a major flaw or downfall. It won't be that generation's problem. It'll be Gen Z's problem. You're the ones that are supposed to impart your wisdom and teach people how to be a part of society. And if if you don't do that, then the blame is on you. On a recent weekday, a group of Irvine Valley college students dressed in their professional best gathered at an Italian restaurant, probably Olive Garden, to learn how to navigate a multi-course business meal with savvy and finesse. In hushed tones and with minimal clinking, the students handled the multiple utensils, broke off small pieces of bread to butter, and resisted the impolite urge to blow on their hot soup. Y'all, that- y'all don't know how to eat. <laughs> Are you not supposed to blow on your hot soup? Apparently, at it's, a business imp- dinner? it's impolite. Uncertain about handshakes because someone once left you hanging at a business event. Next time, confidently extend your hand and make eye contact. Y'all don't know how to shake hands. Just dap. In up. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> new school, man. I Just hate you so much. Right, Jake? Right, I hate John? you so much. It's a new much. school way, man. Yeah. You gotta get to it. Bring your palm to your heart and say it's good to meet you. Your Show palm respect. to your heart. This is if say- someone it, it declines your uh, handshake. Like if it's because, you know, pandemic and stuff. No, that's yeah. when you do like the awkward elbow. The el- right? We're still like, doing the elbows. awkward elbow. We're not doing elbows anymore. See, this is a problem. You just want to dap up people. You just want to come that's up with business little, is done. That's not how right? business is that's done. How business is done. That's not how business is done. Come you look, on. A, you look a man in the eye. You well, shake yeah, their hand. Yeah, and you dap them up. No, you don't dap that's them how, up. That's how business is done. That's how it's always been done. How about this? Seventy-five percent of respondents to the survey said that they would take advantage of this business etiquette courses, including ninety-three percent of Gen Z sur- uh, Gen Z survey. What do you mean take advantage? Like, so if it was offered to you, ninety-three mm-hmm. percent of it? Gen Z said that they would See? take the class. We want to learn. We want to learn. We want to be enriched. Mentally oh, enriched. Go back to school. How about yeah. just have some right? manners in the first place? Why y'all blowing on soup? 
Just eat the hot like, soup because it's hot. Yeah, you're, then you then you've got hot. that weird thing on your tongue for a, a couple days. Why do I like, want to burn mouth? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to do that. The weird thing on your tongue. Yeah, like don't you get like raised bumps on your tongue? From- Could you imagine raised bumps? <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> sending Pottinger and Charlie to one of these sending things? Pottinger, <laughs> Charlie. Shay to, to an etiquette class? Could you imagine Shay? I'm teaching the class The now. soup's hot. Get out of here. I'm firing the teacher into the sun. If I want to blow on my soup, I'm going to blow on my soup, damn it. Cap is teaching the class. <laughs> Cap is telling everybody when you don't remember someone's name, just call him Sparkles. <laughs> yeah. That's his trick, everybody. <laughs> if he doesn't remember your name, he calls you Sparkles. <laughs> that would be great. I would love it. I would hope that we would I, do it here. I would, yeah, Chris and I would just this be feels sitting, like content. Chris and I would just be sitting there like you dumb kids. <laughs> you dumb kids don't know anything. What else is on that list? We, uh, that stuff we don't do that, well. Stuff that you don't do well. Yeah. Uh, Where do we fall see, short? Let's see. Shaking hands is one. Maintaining eye contact during com- meaningful conversations is one. Um, following up w- during business meetings is one. Sending like, okay, so like if you have a job interview and you go on the interview, after you have the interview, you're supposed to send a follow-up email. That's like, yeah. hey, thanks for the opportunity. Looking forward to, to, to talk to you in the future. I didn't do that. Look where I'm at. Listen, we all can't be just gifted jobs here. All right, Tyler. <laughs> Some of us had to send follow-ups emails to get where we are. Did you guys, uh, Sean, Sean, Sean and Jake, did you guys send follow-ups? I think I sent one, but then I didn't get a response back. So I didn't like that mm, feeling. I wow. sent plenty. Plenty. Look where Sean is now, huh? Yeah. Started from okay. the bottom, now he's here. All right, all right. All right? Yes, sir. Just saying. So, yeah, that's basically the list. Is y'all don't know how to act in public. I. But we want to learn. Do we you? 93%. We are students of the game. Exactly. You just, I just want to dap everybody up and give everybody little secret handshakes. No, 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 no. You There's, just have to know the handshake. Yeah. <laughs> you either, you either, if you know, you know. All right? Okay. They know you know. Did you have um, etiquette classes at Syracuse? Did they offer this? Business etiquette. I feel like the business school did. Really? Yeah. Like the business school, I think you had to take like a, it was like something of this ilk here. Like you had to like learn how to act at like dinners and stuff like that. And I think part of the branch uh, like there were like different levels but like one of the levels of this class i could be wrong on this but one of the levels of this class was you had to take golf oh like, i there like was a, that there's a golf class that you could take at school you had to take golf i like that i should have gone to syracuse <laughs> <laughs> i would have taken golf the thing, as a though, class. Was like you could take golf at syracuse but you didn't really do much for most of the class because it's you can't golf. You only get like three months out of the year that you can actually golf in That's Syracuse. Fair. Yeah, it's only uh, it's only a spring semester, or maybe fall semester. Fall semester, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that works. All right, I think we should do that here. I think we should have an we etiquette should. class. I think Danny should teach the etiquette class, and uh, Danny Sediment should teach it, and all of you youngsters should have to go. We have to take it. Is this a thirty yeah. and under required? Oh yeah, easily. Or we what? might we might bump it up. How old Shay? Shay's twenty nine, I believe. Oh, I think he's twenty nine. Oh, yeah. I hate you all. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're taking your phone calls on letter grades you would give Ryan Poles right now. Uh, let's go to all right. Let's go to Chase on the South Side. What's up, Chase? Abdallah, what's up? Man? Hi, Chase. Oh boy. <laughs> Tyler. 
What's Hello, happening, Chase. Man? How are you? <laughs> no, hey, hey. Uh, um, so, listen. You want to give him a grade? I got a grade. Right now, I'm giving him an I, which means incomplete. No, that's not oh, acceptable, Chase. No, out. Hold on, Chase. You top think about out. that. I'm going to come back to you. All right, that's not acceptable. We're going to go to Mark in Bolingbrook. What's up, Mark? Oh, hey, guys. Great show. Thank you. Yeah, I would say maybe a B- minus for polls. I just don't think he deserves the praise he's been getting. And there's a number of reasons. Of course, the Claypool trade was terrible. And as you guys mentioned, he did... Even though it worked out, he did pass up on Stroud, technically. And then he did let Montgomery go, which I thought was a mistake. I think any G- GM is taking is going to get that same haul for the first pick we got last year, so I don't think that's that impressive. And then the biggest thing to me is just keeping Eberflus, which tells me we're keeping Fields, and I just don't think Fields is a top-five quarterback, and we're not going to build a dynasty around him. Okay. So that's my list. Thanks a lot, Mark. Right. Appreciate the phone call. Have a good night. Yeah. You too. I no feel, problem letting Montgomery walk. Yeah, I got None. no problem. I don't pay running backs. Your I got no second, problem. Second-ranked rushing offense. If Roshan Johnson turns into something great and uh, it comes time to give him a contract, let him walk, draft another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. That's just, the, that's just the NFL. I'm not, I'm not worried about uh, what they would have done with Montgomery. Yeah. The Bears were mm-hmm. a, a top-10 rushing team in the NFL once again. Guess what? Jamal Williams... Was the had the most rushing touchdowns out of anyone in the NFL? Yeah. a year ago, absolutely. And he went to New Orleans and had he only had one, and it was the Jameis play. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, the yeah. Jameis. Let's yeah. get this guy a touchdown. Yeah. F our coaches. <laughs> let's run a play. All right, let's try Chase again. Chase, did you come up with a real answer this time? All right, okay, I'm I'm gonna give him a, a strong C. I'm gonna give him a C plus. Okay, but the reason why I was but see here's the point I was trying to make. The reason why I was saying. Uh, the reason I was saying incomplete at the time, what I did was because, you know, as good as he's ju- done as far as building the roster, you know, you know, he still the, the most important thing that he still hasn't done yet is 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 the quarterback. I mean, because look, you could do all this, you know, build a good defense and this and that, but if you don't hit on a quarterback, all this becomes irrelevant. I mean, this this is the same thing I have with Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace did a great job building that defense. You know what I mean? He did. He added pieces on. He got got a receiver, Allen Robinson. He made a trade for Khalil Mack. He did all that. He got Roquan Smith. He did all that. But the one thing he messed up on that he hit was on a quarterback. So despite what all you do, you know, Poles has done a good job building his roster out. Yes, he hit. You know, he did a good job with the uh, trade and made the trade with Carolina, getting an extra draft pick for this year. You know, he did a good job with getting in Darnell Wright. You know, all that stuff people talk about. Oh, he should have drafted Jalen Carter. Well, I ain't heard Jalen Carter name in like two months. You know, everybody was talking about he might be the next one stop, and I ain't heard nothing from him. So, I mean, he's done a good job building his roster out. The only thing is, is what he does at the quarterback's position. If he hits on a quarterback, then he gets A plus plus. But until he gets that quarterback, it's still a question. He's still it's still a question mark because if you don't, if he misses on a quarterback, then mm-hmm. he he will higher likely get fired, which means. You get them out. You, you, you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you, Chase. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. I, yeah, I mean, yes, we have to see what he does with the quarterback position. He could do nothing, right? Yeah. He could just stick with Fields and trade away the first overall pick and build around Justin Fields and then, you know, pick up the fifth-year option, which you'll have to do, and then, you know, you ha- he's here for two more years. It's not a guarantee just because they don't draft a quarterback and stick with Fields doesn't mean that you have to pay him $40 million a year. You can wait two years 
and figure it out. And if he's not the guy, you just let him walk. I mean, that's what they did with Trubisky. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Mm -hmm. They just let him walk at the end of four years. And then they drafted Fields. So you can... The difference is... And I don't know what the quarterback class is going to look like two years from now, mm-hmm. but next year is not very good. Like, right. Quinn Ewers is probably going to be the highlight of it. Yeah. Maybe Jalen Milrow. Um, Carson Shadour, Beck. Shadour Sanders. Yeah. Carson Beck. But it's not what we're seeing this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why Ryan Poles has the most difficult decision he's ever had. Let's go to Brian's in Lombard. What's up, Brian? Hey, how's it going? You know, I don't normally call, but I just I hope there's a lot of Bears fans that are listening. I don't know if you listen to the show. But listen very carefully. Most of you guys understand this with Fields. But this has to be designed by the media. When you hear people like Micah Parsons say next year with Fields will be a top playoff contender. You have people like Roquan Smith say he's very talented. He could be a threat like Lamar Jackson. You have guys, the linebacker on the Giants just came out and said, I'd love to play against the scheme Chicago runs, but I wouldn't want to play against Justin Fields. He makes the top 100. Every player that comes out praises Fields. Our own players back up Fields like I've never seen any other team do before. It's not even normal how they back him, but they do. So this must be designed with you, with Peggy, with Waddle and Sylvie, because you guys act like no big deal. He's good, but he's not great. And, you know, we can get Caleb Williamson because he's generational. Brian, what part part of Justin Fields' game has been great so far? What part? If I break it down, if you let me break it down. No, what part? I'm asking okay. you, what part? He's an elite runner. He's a top three runner. Okay, that's not, a, that's, not wait, a, wait, wait, wait. that's not he a quarterback. Like Michael. That's a huge part of a quarterback. Lamar Jackson's the top quarterback, not because of his arm, because of his weight. Lamar Jackson threw for over 4,000 yards this year. Lamar Jackson yes. is not a top quarterback because I of his did. arm. It's because of his leg. And mm. Justin Fields, the reason why... He's good. Is because as a rookie, let me start over for a rookie. Let me go through it. It's going to take a minute. If you go through every game, Matt Nagy didn't call as a rookie. Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh almost beat them on Monday night. First time in 10 years. He had the play action. We rolled him out against the Lions. He bounced back right away after Nagy sabotaged him against the Browns. He looked good against the Raiders. He looked solid against the, the Green Bay Packers twice. His second year when they decided to make him a pocket passer with the worst line in football and no weapon. Okay, when they finally decided we're going to use his leg against Miami, against Dallas, against Detroit, he was unstoppable. And you had the guy from Miami, the head coach, say, stop it, stop it, because he was unstoppable with nothing around him. They gave up like 50 points to to Dallas. The Dallas was playing prevent from the second quarter on. Dallas, it was a close game at halftime, and they couldn't stop it. If you watch the game. I did watch the game. They make him a pocket passer. Justin Fields says, I feel robotic in this offense. Everyone just brushed that off. He literally said all this pocket stuff. He said, I would have ran here. He's not playing free. And when he started playing free, I don't know if they had conversations behind the, behind the curtain, but the Broncos game, 335 yards. The Washington game, 280. The Lions game, he comes back after injuries. We destroyed the Lions. We lost because of coaching. Because of coaching. The second okay. Lions game. Brian. The, the Brian, Arizona game. Brian, the you named game. you Every named. Time, a- you named a team, uh, the Broncos game, he cost them the game because he fumbled the ball and he threw an interception he late. He cost them the game. 
He cost them the game. game You named the Raiders. The Raiders fired their coach. The Raiders fired their coach after that game. They're a dumpster fire of a team. They beat the Panthers. He didn't even beat the Panthers. Okay. The Washington Washington had a fire sale after that game. They they traded everyone because that team was a dumpster fire too. Okay. Can I respond? Keep going. Okay. Jalen Hurts last year, fifty million. No one. Everyone said. If he can turn into Jalen Hurts, that would be phenomenal. He's going to take the Jalen Hurts jump. Jalen Hurts didn't take a Jalen Hurts jump. You know who took a jump? The roster. They added A.J. Brown. They got Shane Steichen. He was in his second year with Shane Steichen. Now Shane Steichen's on the call. Hmm, how does Jalen Hurts look? They go 1-6 their last seven games, and he can't put more than nine points. You know why? Because he has a little pressure. Okay? He's no better than Fields, but everyone at 50 million, if Fields can turn him, it's the roster. Justin Fields, another thing. You cannot name one game. You could act like he cost the Broncos game. So he cost the Broncos game, put up 28 points, 21 yep. points in the first half. Yep. And we go conservative. And then right? look at the fourth the quarter when he threw the ball so to he the caught, he on, threw he, the ball to the other team in the fourth quarter, Brian. The last, the last drive when the coaches already blew the game and didn't kick the field goal. Well, before that, he, he actually, he actually fumbled. Fumbled. He had a fumble. Didn't care that fumbled it. Did Trust you your quarterback the to go convert a fourth down. Yeah, how about did he? You watch the, what, did you watch the play? The guy went yeah. unblocked. The guy okay. went unblocked. What, what does do you that think mean? Hurts would have done in that situation? You think he would have done that? Hold on to the football, the Brian. All right, I'm done with that. All right, I'm done with that. Something, you just can't reason with people. No. Because, like, that's the thing. That's the thing with the with fields stands at this point mm-hmm. is there's no there's no nuance right yeah there's no okay he did cost them that game all right then you look at all of last year he was playing from behind in 90 yeah. percent of those games mm-hmm. i mean the teams that they beat this year weren't very good the, the first no. game against the Packers was not a good game. And he brings up how, oh, there's players that will, like, around the league that say, oh, like, Justin Fields is all great. How about the players who also say, we make him play quarterback and he can't do it? Mm-hmm. Like, does that not weigh into it, too? Like, Well, also, the players, like, and I know his players say that they want to keep him, but also other players, like, listen, other players might want to see Fields stick around because they know they can beat him. It's that true. might be the case, yeah. too, yeah. you know? Other mm-hmm. teams see him, they know they can beat him. Yeah. It could be the case. I'm fine if they keep him. If they want to build around him and they want to keep him, they think that a new offensive coordinator is going to take him to the next level with more talent, then by all means do it. But you can't tell me that the reason that they won games this year, there were a couple, but the reason that they won games this year was because of their defense. A I, lot yes. of the games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won a game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Absolutely. And, and, or without scoring a touchdown in general, I should say. I, I, I also look at it as... You know, everyone talked about the model of the Dolphins, the Eagles, and all that stuff. Well, those are two teams right now that have some quarterback questions about, all right, we built everything around the quarterback, but all that stuff, like, how sustainable? You're building yourself up for a five-year run at that point because you're not going to be able to to pay all the weapons forever. You're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to pay the offensive line forever when you invest in the quarterback. You're not going to be able to pay the defensive side of the ball forever. Mm -hmm. If you pay just one player a crap ton of money and they're good, a la Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Like, Joe Burrow's probably going to lose T. Higgins this offseason. I don't think the Bengals are going to miss a beat because he's a guy who elevates the rest of his team. Patrick Mahomes elevates the rest of his team. You can pay the quarterback, and that means you don't have to pay a number of other positions as highly. You can just draft them. 
and you don't have to expend a ton of money on those positions because your quarterback, whatever the disparity in cash between the top level of players and the mediocre players that you're bringing in, your quarterback makes up for that. And those players are very expendable, and you can cycle through them. And people are going to come out after us and say, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes, look, look what he is now. He was 11-6 and six this year. 11-6 and six in a down year for Patrick Mahomes is 11-6 and six because they invested draft capital in the defense instead. Mm-hmm. And he built up a young, talented defense. 11-6 and six is what a bad Patrick Mahomes year looks like. Oh. Faye, I was going to go to Faye. Faye just dropped off. I figured we needed a nice, calming presence. Faye is always a nice, calming presence, but she dropped off. Faye, please call back. Let's go to Andy's in Plainfield. What's up, Andy? Hey, I'll, I'll try to be nice and calm for you, too, but I don't Thank think you. I can do Faye. I don't think I can do that, though. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, Tyler, you kind of stole my thunder there a little bit. I, I give uh, I give polls a, a solid B, maybe B+. Plus. And that, I, you know, I've called in several times on – a couple of shows on ESPN, and I, I call it Ryan Pulse Perpetual Motion Machine. He's got to keep doing this, and, and he can get a new quarterback. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but I do think that it's okay to pay a quarterback, whoever that is, because the rest of the team, you know what's expensive? Defensive ends. You know what's expensive? Offensive tackles. You know what's expensive? Cornerbacks. But you know what you can get in the draft? is all those players. And here's what I like about polls while I compare them to like a premium baseball player. You know, if you look at a guy that's got a really good average and he's really good, but he gets 10 or 11 swings and everybody else gets seven. I like those odds. You know, it's good. And that's what Ryan Poles does. That's why I give him a B because the first year he was here, I think we had five draft picks and I think we ended up with 11 and everybody was so worried about where they were positioned at, how late it was. Well, they turned out pretty good. So, you know, I kind of like that deal. I like the way he does it. I don't know what to do with the quarterback. I, I, just give me a winner. That's all I can ask for. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. I feel like that's a, it's a measure take. Just yeah. get a winner. Just mm-hmm. get a winner. Find I don't care winners. who it is. I'm a Bears fan. I don't care. As long as they win. Win games. Yeah. If it's Caleb Williams, if it's Drake May, if it's Justin Fields. Find I said a way. the same thing about Trubisky. If he was winning games... Like, they did win a bunch of games. It wasn't because of him, and they, he showed his true colors once that defense wasn't historic anymore. But it was the same thing. Win games. It doesn't matter who is winning games. People need to separate it. Let's go to Mo is in Frankfurt. Salam alaikum, oh. Mo. Salam, Adam. Tyler. It's awesome to talk to you guys. Good evening. Good evening. Um, so, basically, um, I'm just going to talk about this. Uh, we got the number one pick, right? Cool. Uh, we have number one as a quarterback, you know, Justin Fields. Now, why don't we just keep him? We have cap money. We can pay him. I don't know why people are like, oh, let's reset the clock. No, get out of here. We don't need to reset <laughs> the clock. You know, you got your you got your quarterback. Go and, and, and trade down to three. Okay, I know New England wants that pick. I think New England is three, is there? Or is it Washington? Somebody has number three. And then now we can pick up Marvin Harrison, pick up another offensive lineman, and then get that edge rusher that we need and get a boatload of trades for that number one pick like we did last year. And uh, for everybody that's kicking rocks because they want to be rock bottom, no. That's not what we do here. We want to win. And I think we're on the right pace. No. Don't, not Ryan Pace, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Any show notes for us, Mo? 
Yeah, you know, I want to talk about... Um, no, I don't have any. Oh, okay. <laughs> Friday. Friday. Show right, notes Friday. Right. For sure. Thanks, Mo. Have a for good sure, night. For sure, Friday. All right. You too. Thanks, Mo. He almost got us with the show notes, but they didn't have any. I haven't heard from Mo in a while. I know. Slacking a Starting little bit. Starting to worry. Slacking a little almost bit. Almost put him into the Jane conversation. I mean, there's, we got a bunch of calls on the table. Here's the problem with this. We say Justin Fields into a microphone. And, like, this is all we have to do now. It's crazy. Let's go to Chris in Jefferson Park. What's up, Chris? Hey, I just want to tell you guys I really respect because not too many people are getting on Chicago radio and saying you need to get another quarterback as opposed to keeping Justin Fields because that's what people want to hear right now. I love Justin Fields. I think he's a great Chicago Bear, but I love the Chicago Bears more. And if you need a quarterback, you do not need Justin Fields. You need Caleb Williams. And there's a difference here. Caleb Williams is the better overall quarterback. And you got a number one pick. And you're not going to find too many guys in the NFL draft that have all the things that he has to be an NFL-ready quarterback right off the bat. Now, I know the uh, Chicago Bears have to build an offensive line. And I know they should add another receiver. And, yeah, you can make the argument that you can go pick up Marvin Harrison. And Justin Fields will be just fine. But you know what? Pick up Marvin Harrison and then go for the second best quarterback in the draft to back up Justin Fields. Because that makes more sense than just saying we're going to stick with Justin Fields, even though Justin Fields is not going to carry this team to a Super Bowl. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. I think if you, if you, you're not drafting a quarterback in the first round and not starting them. Yeah. You know, so getting the second best quarterback, whether it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels. It'd be one thing if you had, like, if, like, if you were the Vikings or if you were the Cowboys and you drafted a first round quarterback to sit behind an established veteran who has had success in the NFL. But you wouldn't take them second or third overall. No, you're not. But you'd be taking them in the 10 to 32 range. Look look at when Jordan Love was drafted. Look look at Mahomes. Mahomes is 11. Exactly, right, and like, you sit him, but he wasn't like the top, the one of the three best right. quarterbacks in the draft that year, mm-hmm. and you knew you were going to sit him because Alex Smith was playing well, and they they ended up going to the playoffs with Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's in Frankfurt. What's up, Jamie? Yeah, I, like I, one, I appreciate the conversation immensely, but I, but I'll say like we we have to stop with this like the North Star being Patrick Mahomes or the North Star being like the the the, the franchises that shift from from a, a dismal year-in, year-out performance to organizational performance of, like, getting to the playoffs. They don't get there with a the quarterback. They get there with, like, surrounding themselves with talent. Look at San Francisco. Look at, look at, uh, look at Detroit. Look at uh, Texas. Look at these, like, the Jaguars. Like, you look at these, these teams that, like, go from, like, woeful, like, every six years they hit to, to, to being – generational year in year out performance it it actually is surrounding the team it's not just like you might get lucky with Patrick Mahomes or you might get lucky with with uh with Peyton Manning like that that's not the comp we have to stop that like we might get lucky with and by the way i'm i firmly believe that Ryan Poles has learned he's earned the right for us to to, to trust him 
and to see if he's right or wrong. But this mm-hmm. idea that like we might get the quarterback right is wrong. Like if you want to change your light in year to year, like you build a team. That's what like there's way more track record around that than there is around like you might have gotten the quarterback right. And 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 when we're we're drunk by like like uh, Indianapolis getting it right and Green Bay getting it right and Kansas City getting it right, but in general, like more teams transform themselves with building around people other than a quarterback. Jamie, who have been the best teams in the NFL over? Let's just say since two thousand. Who have been the best franchises in the NFL? If you're talking about the Super Bowl or performance. It's always going to have a quarterback. If you're talking about win, I, like I'd love for you guys to produce win differential. If you look at like wins and losses, it's always going to be the team that has a more performant team, not a team that has a quarterback. Like look at the Steelers. Every year, like they have not had a quarterback, but look at what they do year in year big, out. Big Ben. Look at San Francisco. Yeah, but that's they, not they, but Ben Roethlisberger. But ben Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer. But also after Ben Roethlisberger, ask Steelers fans. They're not happy with just winning ten games. Yeah, to, to, I totally agree with you guys. If if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, then then try to land on a quarterback. It's it's low probability. It's high risk, high reward. But if if the goal is to be perennially like good, and and to give yourself more of a chance to be in the playoffs. There's no doubt that, like, the, the, the track record will tell you build your team around being deep at every position. And, and the pack, no better position than, than the Packers. The Packers have won one Super Bowl with, like, three generational quarterbacks. What have they done? Because they haven't surrounded their team with talent. So, like, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, no doubt about it, you, you try to land a quarterback. If the goal is perennially to be successful, build your team around Haven't the Packers people. been perennially successful? Uh, only because they're in the shittiest, like, we're, ooh, we're for a long time in the shittiest ooh, division. Thanks, ooh. Jamie. All right, yeah, we get the idea. Yeah, only because they've been in a bad division is what he was trying to say. But you still have to get through the NFC. Yeah. And, like... Yeah. I mean, and they only, and, you know, Rodgers only still only won one. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but they've had success. They've gone from far to like, Rodgers, and now it looks like Love is going to be the guy. Like, what I, what I was trying to... My point I was ultimately trying to get to was, like, who are who have been... If you if I had to just quiz you right now, who, who have been the best franchises in the NFL last 20 years? Oh, I mean, well, obviously the Chiefs is the one you Chiefs? think of automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have probably have to go with uh, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying... What did you say? 20 years? 20 years. Yeah, Patriots for sure. Yeah, Patriots for sure. Um, I would throw... The Seahawks were in there when they had mm-hmm. Russell Wilson for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers now, mm-hmm. um, you know, even though I think uh, the Colts are in that. The Colts are sure in that conversation. And the Steelers, the Steelers, yeah, are in there, uh, yeah. The common denominator. They all um, have quarterbacks to do it. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, absolutely. And like, you can say the Niners, but the Niners haven't won anything. No, they haven't won anything yet. They might this year. Though. They might. We'll but see. Like all the teams that have won Super Bowls, it's been because of a quarterback. Let's talk some real football coming up next. This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. round 
round of the playoffs on Saturday and Sunday. You've got Houston at Baltimore, Green Bay at San Francisco, Tampa Bay at Detroit, Kansas City at Buffalo. That last game is going to be great. I think that's, I mean, they saved the best for last for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a couple of these games are going to be blots again, just based off of San Francisco and Baltimore and how good they've been playing. But let's do a little different version of what we like to call five up, five down. Up and down. Five up. High five. Five down. Down low. Too slow. Five up and five down with Black and Abdallah five, five, five. on ESPN 1000. Instead of doing five up and five down, we're just going to do eight up. We're going to go. Right. We're going to go through these teams and rank worst to best here of the teams left in the divisional round because we all know the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. So no need to pile on. So let's start with number eight. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, I think the Green Bay Packers still have a pretty sketchy defense. I think that they, you know, Jordan Love's been great. Is he going to play that way against San Francisco? I don't know if he's going to be able to. I feel like San Francisco is a different type of animal. But the problem for me for Green Bay is their defense. They continue to give up a ton of points. I know they played well against the Vikings that last week of the season, or two weeks, of the, last, the second to last week of the season. I'm putting Green Bay as my eighth team in the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's been a fun ride so far. Baker's been a great story. He's played fantastic. But there's some pretty good teams in this bunch here. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you're the odd odd man out. You you got lucky with having a home game last week. You're not going to have that advantage this week. So I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My number seven team <laughs> is those Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they have the 11th ranked defense. They're a much better defense than the Packers. And the Baker Mayfield uh, hype train is uh, real for right now. Uh, They have the 17th-ranked offense, 11th-ranked defense. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like you mentioned, but I'm putting them at 7. This is going to be controversial. I have the Detroit Lions at 7. When you look at the schedule that they played down the stretch, it was only the Cowboys that was a team of significance that they truly beat down the stretch. And I'm just not sold sold, completely sold on who the Lions are as a whole. Like, they have their defensive weaknesses. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Baker Mayfield to go out there and and spin it again. I could very well see the Bucks going into that building and blowing it up because I think that this is a Detroit team and a Detroit franchise. We know what they are. We know what they have, and you can say it's the new Lions. It's not. We still see some of these pop-up games where they just get flattened in big spots. Mm-hmm. They almost lost to the Bears twice this year. Big spot earlier in the year against the Seahawks, lost. Big spot earlier in the year against the Ravens, got trucked. I think that this is a Bucks team that's going to go in and actually beat the Detroit Lions. Wow. My number six team is those Detroit Lions. They are 21st-ranked defense, but they're seventh overall in DVOA. So I agree with you. They were down the stretch. They were not playing well, right? Like they did clinch a playoff spot. They didn't play well against the Bears twice, they like you the mentioned. Clo- they played the closest game in, in the the wild card. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if they won, though. I feel like this is a game where, I, I don't know, it just feels, because it's at home, because that stadium is going to be absolutely rocking, I feel like this is a game that they can win, though. I agree with you that they're close to the bottom of the pack here, but I disagree with you. I think they're going to win this game against the Bucks. <laughs> 
Uh, my number six team is the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love is playing fantastic football. The defense still worries me a little bit with the Packers, but they, I mean, they've stepped up to the challenge the last couple of weeks. They've started to group things together, and then offensively, like, name your weapon. They ha- they pick a new guy each week yeah. that just steps up and is the featured receiver. But how far can that, like, eventually get, that might have to run out? Right, and that's that's why, the, I mean, you're going up against the San Francisco 49ers yeah. this week, right? Like, it, we, we see the obvious path how this all ends this week. But for what it is right now, like, Green Bay... If we're just ranking quarterbacks that are remaining in the playoffs, Jordan Love is what? Top half. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the way he's playing, I'd take him. For number five, I feel like this is the top half of the second tier. Like there's there's the elite teams, the mm-hmm. elite of the elite, and then there's like the other guys, right? I think mm-hmm. the Texans are still one of the other guys. I think if there's going to be a blowout, Baltimore, spoiler alert, they're the best team in the NFL, hands down. They are historically one of the best teams in the NFL. This 2023 Baltimore team is different. This Texans team, they're fine. They're fine. Their offense is really, really good. Their defense, though, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson and everything that 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 offense brings and the firepower that they have, whether it's running the ball, whether it's Lamar running the ball, whether it's the weapons they have on offense. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop. Their defense isn't great still, but C.J. Stroud has been able to find magic in most every game so far this season. I just think that going against Baltimore is a different animal. Number five for me are the Texans. Number five for me is the Buffalo Bills. And I look at this Bills team. First of all, you're going up against Kansas City this weekend. But going up against Pittsburgh, I know the final score was 14. And I've heard other people say, oh, like it felt like a lot of luck and bounces went Buffalo's way. First of all, you're facing Mason Rudolph. (laughs) <laughs> Second of all, the Steelers are the most uninspiring playoff team we've seen over the past five years. Whenever you see the Steelers in a playoff game over the last five years, when have you been inspired by it? And like, oh, that's a game I really want to sit down and watch. You haven't. Mm-hmm. And that's just who they just, they're this team that I, I give Mike Tomlin all the credit in the world. He, he is squeezing 10 wins out of this Pittsburgh team. <laughs> but the way that they have limped into the playoffs year after year after year, like the Bills just picked off the wounded duck. In, in in this one. And I think you're in for a rude awakening when you go up against Patrick Mahomes next week. All right. My number 14, the Patrick Mahomes and those Chiefs. I have them at number four. They're sixth overall in DVOA, 12th best offense where I think they've been struggling. But their defense has been absolutely stellar. Fifth mm-hmm. best defense in the league. This is a team that now is relying on their defense. I put them below the Bills, the 49ers, and the Ravens. Just because, yes, you have Patrick Mahomes. But unless Kelsey's catching balls, like you said, it's a cast of different guys every single week. Like, who's going to be the hero this week? So I think that it's going to be a very good game between the Bills. But for me, that bottom of the first tier right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. For me, uh, my number four team, I am also rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs here. I I just look at the way that, like, I I think they will go out and beat buffalo Mm -hmm. even on the like patrick mahomes just has the number right and and like we've seen it in the past where a team will beat patrick mahomes in the regular season many times it's the buffalo bills too Mm -hmm. and then he responds with the playoff victory it's going to be his first ever true road playoff game too that's wild which is insane um but i just i i think that like rashi rice has really grown up 
over yeah. the last like eight to ten weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think Mahomes is starting to see more and more that's our guy. Also, on the other side, like Buffalo is starting to rack up some defensive injuries as well. So I think Patrick Mahomes will be ripe to take advantage of it. And it's going to be some snowy conditions out there in Buffalo. And Mahomes is just like weather does not impact him. No, it doesn't. I've got, I've got the Bills at number three. I think that their defense is playing well. Now, the injuries to me, because DVOA doesn't, doesn't factor in injuries, because uh, they kind of just happen. So mm-hmm. um, I think that kind of brings them to the level of the Chiefs as far as defense goes. Like their defense, I think, is better than the Chiefs, but, I, but because of injuries and stuff, I think mm-hmm. now they're even. I think that their offense is better than the Chiefs right now. I know that the quarterback is better, mm-hmm. but the offense but the as a whole offense, yeah. is better for the Bills. Plus, you've got, I mean, you're telling me in Buffalo, snowy conditions. I'm like, telling you, like, the, these dream-based fan bases who, who, like, oh, like the woe is me fan bases, Detroit and Buffalo are the two biggest woe is me fan bases. No, I'm not saying the, the woe magic- is me ends this week i'm saying like this is they're gonna be this is gonna be a great game i think the bills right now i'm picking the bills i have them at number three i have the chiefs at number four who's your number three team? my number three team is the houston texans wow that's high cj stroud's playing like the best quarterback in the playoffs right now yeah and he's making weapons out of nothing right now he lost his best receiver earlier this year and he hasn't skipped a beat the defense has also stepped up will anderson is playing fantastic football I really like this Texans team, and maybe I'm drinking too much of the Houston Kool-Aid here, but <laughs> I, I love CJ. CJ Stroud is my favorite player in all football to watch right now, and right. I've got the Texans at number three. For me, number two, it's close. Too. It's very close. It's like 1A, 1B, but the 49ers, like the 49ers and the Ravens to me, the Ravens are a historically good team. The 49ers, not as historically good, but very close to what the Baltimore Ravens are. The Baltimore Ravens obviously have the better quarterback, but the 49ers right now, they have the number one offense. They're number two in overall DVOA. Um, I think we're on a collision course for 49ers, Ravens. Mm -hmm. Crazy things can happen, but I think this is going to be our Super Bowl matchup, 49ers and Ravens. Right now, the 49ers are number two for me. The Ravens, best team in the NFL. I've had the Ravens at number one for months. The Ravens are outstanding. For me, number two, 49ers, number one, Baltimore Ravens. I have the same. I have the Niners at two. I've got the Ravens at one. However, I will say this. I think the Ravens are more likely to be upset this weekend than the 49ers. Oh, yes, for sure. Because I don't think the Packers will be able to keep up with the 49ers, the way the Texans might be able to keep up with the uh, with the Ravens, for yes. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, that's our eight. Up, kind of. Up and down. Five up. High five. Five down. Down low. Too slow. Five up and five down with Black and Abdallah five, five, five. on ESPN 1000. And down. And we'll take more of your phone calls coming up next. And of course, you know we're going to do some Zoo News. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Jake Cantu and Sean Graney for producing tonight's show. We'll be back tomorrow night for another thrilling rendition of Black and Abdallah at 7 o'clock right after... 
Bears Weekly. I'll be back with Carmen and Yurko tomorrow at noon. And Tyler will be back with Waddle and Sylvie starting at 2 o'clock. You know what time it is? Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. Chris is gone, so we're doing Zoo News every night. He can't stop us. Can't stop us. Can't stop us. Uh, Adorable tiny cat living at the Utah Zoo is also one of the deadliest in the world. Gia, a small cat from a species native to Africa, is the newest resident of the small animal building at Utah's Hogel Zoo. Uh, The problem with this small animal, it's one of the deadliest cats on Earth. The black-footed cat is estimated to have a successful kill rate of 60%. What? Kill rate? (laughs) It's one of the smallest... And cute. Look at this. Is, I, I, I'm not a cat person. I'm a dog person. Mm-hmm. But look up this black-footed cat. It is adorable. That's, just what, that's what I look up? I just look up black-footed cat. This is literally cat. like Puss in Boots. Yeah, black-footed like, cat. Yeah. It's, it is the cutest, smallest cat that the Salt Lake City Zoo has in Utah. And uh, it is also one of the deadliest. Black-footed cats are so successful at hunting in part because of their small size and their sneaky hunting methods. They wait for up to two hours, absolutely immobile, just silently waiting. For their prey to enter their grasp. They're basically like the crocodiles and alligators. They just sit there and wait and wait and wait and then kill. And they have a 60% kill rate. Did you find one? Yeah, there's one at the Brookfield Zoo. Oh, there's one at the Brookfield Zoo? There's one here? Yeah. Let's go get it. What do you mean get it? It'll get you. I want to train it to do my bidding. (laughs) I feel like uh, a... To me, if I had to pick an animal to train to do my bidding, like a fast cat... Like a large cat mm-hmm. would be one of the coolest. The like thing a, is, like is, a puma or a jaguar or this something thing like looks that. Looks like a domestic cat. It does. That's like, where they get you. That's where they get you. <laughs> exactly. It looks all cute and cuddly, but no, it's got a sixty percent kill rate. That's like Hall of Fame Call of Duty numbers right there. Listen, if you wrong me, Shay W. Norling, I'm gonna either you maybe like, hey, hold hold my cat. It's so <laughs> cute. It's so you want to see my cat? She's so adorable. And then guess what? You're dead. What's what's like its kill method? It is just it claws, it, yeah, or d- does it have? It doesn't well, have any like poison. Kills you with cuteness. Here's the thing: Kill with it's kindness. not killing like big animals. It's killing animals that are comparable to its size. I didn't know if, or if so it was like, like small rodents and things. How it can was you like, say that? I thought it was like killing like big gorillas or something. Yeah, like what if there's a cat coup one day <laughs> with these things? <laughs> that just a bunch of <laughs> just a bunch of these. Would you rather fight one puma <laughs> or a bunch of small or, black-footed these cats? These things have a sixty percent kill rate. Give me the puma. <laughs> And that, my friends, that's what is new at the zoo. Is what is new at the zoo. Yeah, I, I always thought that, like, if I could domesticate a wild animal, that, like, a puma would be the coolest Tiger. thing. Tiger's mine. Tiger, I, I would Mike again, Tyson that. That's a big cat, right? Yeah. That would be the coolest thing. Walk I don't that need, thing like, around the block. Don't give me, like, an me. eagle or a condor or something stupid like that. No, but those things can get you out of some situations. Oh, no, they absolutely can. But if I had just, like... A big puma walking next to me all the time? Pumas are massive, man. Yeah. It'd be great. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.